Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs. And we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, we hold a conversation with Levi, a missionary from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Levi discusses his belief that the Church of Jesus Christ has been restored to the earth. I think I said the wrong thing that I wanted to share. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can we, can we redo the podcast? Oh, like we're just, it? we can just start over. I mean, we okay. can just, I mean, I, I, think, I want you to, okay. I, if there's something else you want to say or another. I think I wanted to share it from a different angle. And I said I shared it in a w- way that might be confusing. Yeah, I mean, I just, um, I just want to know like the primary reason how you know what you know. Okay. Like, if that reason wasn't yeah. available to you, yeah. then you wouldn't. Yeah. Have you'd have less confidence in the belief. Mm-hmm. That's right. for sure. Yeah. And, okay. Can we start like right now? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can okay. Start. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so the belief I wanted to talk about today was that. Through the Book of Mormon, we can know that um, the Church of Jesus Christ has been restored to the earth. Okay. Through that book. Through the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the primary way you know what you know is the book. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that is the, the Church of Later Day Saints book, the Book of Mormons. So the nickname Mormons comes from the Book of Mormon. So, what the Book of Mormon is, is similar to the Bible. It is the ancient inhabitants of the Americas, the American continent, like the Bible is set in Jerusalem. Okay. And so, Mormon was a prophet, kind of like Moses or Abraham, and he wrote and abridged a lot of records and then put it all together. That's why it's called the Book of Mormon. And and how you know this is because you're getting the information from the book, Mm -hmm. and so that helps. So, yeah, of course. We'll start from that point, and then it makes more sense for for to talk to start there, okay. of course. Uh, and uh, and then is the scales the same? Like on a scale from one to seven, how important is it for you to believe in true things? That's going to be the same seven. Yeah, for sure. And how important, how confident you are this belief is true? Mm-hmm. That's also will still be a seven. Yeah, for okay. sure. And the reason is the book. Yes. Okay. Um, and it might sound a little weird, like because it's just like a book. But there is a promise in the book that yeah. was given by a prophet named Moroni. Moroni. Um, would you mind if I read that? Uh, you it's, can, sure, if you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't have it memorized, and I sh- probably should. But it's like very important. It's what we share with people. Okay. Sure. Because it's it'd be pretty silly if we just told people to believe on what we say and yeah. to believe what is true based on what we say, and that's that'd be. I wouldn't want to believe in anything that wasn't, that I couldn't test out for myself. Okay. Um, and Talk so, about that more, too. And so it says, and when you shall receive these things, meaning the Book of Mormon or the Word of God, I would exhort you that ye would ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. And if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. Okay, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could have like a a bit of a thought experiment. This will help okay. me understand how you know what you know. Mm-hmm. So let's suppose Tony. Tony is a Muslim. He mm-hmm. practices Islam, mm-hmm. and he follows the Quran. Mm-hmm. And when he reads the Quran, he reads presumably passages that say uh, Allah 
is real and mm -hmm. he should believe in Allah and mm -hmm. that's the true God. Mm -hmm. And if I'm a third person, I don't have a dog in the fight, I just want to believe in something that's true. Yeah. And I hear you and Tony talk. Is there a way I could figure that out? Like what's real? Like, like Differentiate because our books are saying different things and you want to find out which book would be true? Well, they are may, maybe saying some different things, but maybe the similarity is that your book is saying that your God is true and he has a book that says that his God is true. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that I can do to figure out like what's true and real? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. So something I love about the Book of Mormon and the Bible is that together they can show that truth a little clearly, a little more clearer, clearer than any other religion. So because there's religions all over the world and there's thousands and millions of people who believe in different things all over the world and they all feel good about it and they maybe feel the spirit or they feel whatever they feel to confirm, confirm that their belief is true. Um, I kind of compare it to like if you're hammering a board onto a wall. Mm -hmm. Say on this wall there's a, there's a board that's probably like ends here and ends here and there's one nail here. Okay. And that nail could be the Bible. Yeah. But when you have the Bible or any other holy book, you can kind of spin the the board any way that you would like. And there's a lot of different denominations of Christianity that um, see different things in the Bible in different ways. Yeah. Um, but if you add another nail on the other side of the board, say maybe the Book of Mormon, or definitely the Book of Mormon, you can see clearly the teachings of God because of that second witness on another continent. A different side of the world saying the same things about Jesus Christ. Yeah, so um, trying to understand, so the way you know, the way you'd help me know what is true, if I'm trying, if I'm hearing both of you and Tony talk, mm -hmm. is to, I'm trying to understand that board analogy mm -hmm. that I would, how would I find out? I'm sorry. That's okay. I would just say, read the Book of Mormon and ask God if it is true. Okay. With a sincere heart. If Tony mm -hmm. says what you should do to know that my God is true, mm -hmm. is you should read the Book of, uh, read the Quran, the open up your heart, mm -hmm. and you will know that Allah is true. Mm -hmm. um, what should I do at that point? point and I'm any closer or any I would further? say I would say yeah I would say reading the Book of Mormon and reading the Quran and being open to having faith in whatever answer you receive from God and moving forward with that so I should read both books I would say yeah and that would be a good test yeah and so if I read both books and then the book of then the Quran speaks to me more does that mean that that book is more true or real I don't think so oh. I think as far as for me when I when I read the Book of Mormon and I prayed to know if there was even a God if he was even there I I decided to so it seems like that's not a good test because if I read uh -huh. the Book of Mormon and it speaks mm -hmm. to me the Book of Mormon is a tr is true, mm -hmm. a true book mm -hmm. explaining God, mm -hmm. and but then if I read the book of uh, read the Quran, mm -hmm. then the Book of Mormon still is the true truer book. Is there a test that I could do to like find out that we're like kind of the cards aren't stacked against me, where I could like like if if there's one faith that's more real I could I'll believe that and if the other one's more real I can believe that like a test that a test yeah hmm. I feel like hmm. for a long time in my life I was always trying to get a sign yeah it's kind of like a something I could see and I could know for sure that it was true yeah um, and it wasn't until I put forth faith-filled action okay. in what I believed that it really resonated with me and, and faith, what do we mean when you say faith? Faith-filled actions are just faith. And what's, what is faith? I hear a <laughs> lot of definitions of faith. I just yeah. kind of hear what you mean by... So when I think of faith, I think of um, believing in something that we can't see and also going forward with that. Have you seen Indiana Jones? 
any of the movies. Yeah, sure. You know, when he's, I don't know which movie it is, but he's like stepping off the cliff. Right, right, yeah, that was the Holy Grail one. I think so. Yeah, 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 right. That was a good movie. That's what I would say his faith is, because he could look out into the empty chasm and believe that, and have faith that he wasn't going to fall, but it took that first step to really show that faith. So are you saying, so faith is believing in something that you can't see, or are you saying that you don't have direct evidence for? Is that what you mean? But it's true. How do we know things that we say are true that we don't have evidence for them being true? Well... I think if we had evidence, faith would go out the window. And I, I understand that that's really hard for a lot of people to grasp. Because it's like, I'm not going to put my faith into something I can't really see. I just but, want to make sure I understand. If we had evidence, we wouldn't need faith? Right. Yes. Okay. So, are you telling me that all things remaining equal... Evidence is a better thing to have than faith, and then when you don't have evidence, you should go to faith? Hmm. I don't think... What do you mean by evidence? Well, evidence can... That's a great question. When I think Say, of, like, I see an angel as my evidence? Evidence is like something that I can see mm-hmm. or hear or know, and to me that... To check, mm-hmm. maybe somebody else with no skin in the game could check and make sure that my what I'm seeing or hearing or knowing they have is somebody else could check check up on me to make sure that what I'm hmm. knowing is real hmm. I think it's deeply personal and I and I believe that if you were to read the Book of Mormon and to prayfully read it and yeah. to open up your heart and your mind to it and sincerely ask God if it's true in the name of Jesus Christ, He would answer your prayer. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't have any, I don't think I have any way to check that for you. But that's the message we share. I so it's a, it's not evidence; it's faith. So you know something that you might not have evidence for, but you f- somehow feel it or know it or sense mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And maybe this was a good question. What would make you even more confident that your belief is true? Like, I know your belief is at a 7. Is there any way I can make you, or you can make yourself go to a 7.5 to even feel or know that that belief is even more true? Um, I feel like my belief in this and having the faith in it has... This can sometimes be described as like a sunrise. Um, and when I was younger, I it was pretty dark. And then as the sun slowly started to rise, as I started to go to church, read the scriptures, and pray, and to try my best to live the commandments of God, um, that sun continued to rise, and the brightness of what I believed continued to get brighter and brighter. She um, followed uh, what LDS teaches, and... And things got brighter and brighter for you. Mm-hmm. And the belief of... And by brighter, we mean, like... Having the stronger faith in it. Knowing that it is true. So you felt a strong... So you had more faith, and then you had... Which caused more faith that it was true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of having those those actions that I believe that they, like... Say, like, my... Leaders or fa- family parents have told me, hey, you should read your scriptures because it's yeah, good. And hey, right. you should pray so you can um, ask God for things that you might need or be thankful for things. And I didn't know if that was for sure going to do that. But I did that because I was hoping that that would be a way to build my faith. And as I did that, my faith did grow. So your faith grew and you felt more that it was true. Mm-hmm. Um think I understand. Well, let me ask a question a different way then. What would uh, cause you possibly to have less confidence in your belief? I know you're at a seven. I mean, mm-hmm. is there anything that you would learn or know or feel that, not necessarily go from a seven to a one, but like mm-hmm. a seven to like a 6.999. I mean, anything mm-hmm. that would... Kind of shake 
my faith? And, and not necessarily shake, just reduce your confidence instead of like 100%, like 99.9% or something, you know? Mm. Or is that... I, I mean, being in the in North Carolina, I'm from Arizona originally. Yeah. And here it's a lot more, there's a lot more people that believe in a lot of different things sure. as far as Christianity goes. And I was on UNC's campus and we were walking around and we were talking to some guys that had different beliefs than us and they were it was like kind of like a bible bash <laughs> we yeah. didn't we didn't really want to be there but they were very confident in what they had to say and as we listened to them it kind of deterred me a little bit and i was worried that maybe hmm maybe i'm not as knowledgeable as i should be maybe i need to learn more um but as i continued to listen to what they had to say and as i thought about it days afterward i realized that um, having that hope and that desire to know more and to and to and if I leaned on all the experiences that I've had that were good experiences um, I did not need that um, the more knowledge the more knowledge I needed didn't need to be there because of the faith I had I guess because I would say I didn't I don't know too much are you telling me I'm just trying to understand what you're saying that you heard other people had different beliefs and it made you think about some different things but in the end I would say they were super eloquently spoken and they had a lot of knowledge so you're saying that despite that you don't see a scenario where you would be able to reduce your faith from a 7 to like a 6.9 I would say a scenario where that would happen is probably if I were to stop um, doing those simple things that I know built my faith like, if I were to stop praying entirely, and if I were to stop going to church on Sunday, and if I were to stop reading scripture and stuff like that, my faith would probably lessen, because it's kind of like an uphill road on roller skates. Because if you're not going up, and if you just stop, you can. it's easy to go backward. Are you telling me that if you did less things that confirmed your belief was true, you wouldn't believe as much possibly that your belief is true it'd be easier to feel like it wasn't i wouldn't say that it that it is less true by doing that by not doing by not doing those things it doesn't make it any less true but it would make it easier for me to have excuses to not believe easier to have excuses not to believe or feel we kind of say like the spirit or feel less of the Spirit in my life. The Spirit of God, Holy Ghost, something like, things like that. So you do these activities, and these activities that you do, go to church and pray, mm -hmm. I presume. Yeah. By doing them, they show you that the belief is true, and by doing them less, or doing them not at all, then you would possibly feel that the belief was less true well I know that it is true by the power of the Holy Ghost who is goes by Holy Ghost Holy Spirit type of things like that and if I were to put myself in a position where his influence is less in my life it would be harder for me to have that faith because that um, that um, confirming witness yeah. wouldn't be there Okay. And I'd have to go on my own brain and merits and stuff like that. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, your brain and merits. So you're saying that you have a f you have faith that it's true, this sense, this f maybe this feeling, mm -hmm. this idea that it is true, that's not based on evidence, it's something internal. And if you weren't to use that, you would need to use your brain or your mind or what were you saying that you're your yeah kind of like i'd just be leaning on my own understanding of, understanding of it all yeah so i guess what you're telling me is you're you're pitting faith this is interesting you're pitting faith against reasoning and understanding that there's two ways to know something that you could know something by faith mm -hmm. and you could know something by reasoning and understanding Mm -hmm. And 
and that's really interesting. I'm, I kind of would be interested to know, like, the advantages of maybe faith in this case you would have over reasoning and understanding. And we could also talk about what reasoning and understanding means, but, you know, that, yeah. yeah, I think this helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it just takes that that step, like the Indiana Jones step, to to show God that you're willing to, if nothing else, just have faith in... If you took that is. Indiana Jones step off the cliff, mm-hmm. it was a pretty good movie, I remember. Yeah. It was kind of a mirage, and it was actually stepping on uh-huh. something. If you... And I'm not saying it's the case, but if you somehow made a step like that and fell off a small cliff, mm-hmm. you're okay. But you fell off a small cliff, um, would you have less confidence in your belief at that point? I'm confused in the analogy, I guess. Well, you're telling me about the Indiana Jones movie where yeah. he stepped off the cliff and he was actually on, on land. Yeah, yeah. If you did something like that and you stepped off the cliff and you realized that you weren't on... Like if I was having a faith-filled action and it didn't work out like I wanted it to? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Would you have less confidence in your belief at that point? Well, as a missionary, I'm an unpaid volunteer for two years. Leave home to just go talk to people about the gospel. And it's not always great. <laughs> Sometimes it's really hard. Sure. Um, and I think when I, before I came out here, I didn't realize that it would be really hard. And I think I have put my foot out and then fallen a little bit. Um, but I don't think that is shaken my faith. I think it just has taught me to trust more in the Lord and trust more in um, His will. Well, okay. I'm, I'm trying to follow you. Uh, so, if... How about this? Okay. If... Presumably, if you... And I'm not saying this is the case, but if you had a belief or if your faith wasn't true... Mm-hmm. I presume you'd want to know it. How would you tell yourself that it wasn't true if it wasn't true? And I'm not saying it's not how true. How would but, I but find if, out if it wasn't yeah, how true? Would you find, how would you find out? Well, I, I've done, as far in my life, I've done the things that have been given in the scriptures and given by prophets who are saying, try this and do these type of things and see if it is true. See if you feel the spirit, see if you feel this positive feeling in your life. And I've done that and I've received that witness for myself. And I know that it is true. So if you're saying you had a negative feeling, then you would, that would be a way you'd be able to tell yourself it wasn't true if it wasn't true? Yeah. Okay. So you had this negative feeling telling you that it wasn't true. That would be discon something disconfirming to you. That would be something that would say, hey, maybe, again, I'm not saying this is the case, but maybe this isn't true mm-hmm. if it's not. Yeah, it's I not would true. say so. If you feel, if you feel really negative and that, because I, I believe that God is there and if, hypothetically, if it was not true, I believe that he would let me know. And by a, you're saying this feeling, mm-hmm. and is that what we're just, is that what we're talking about? Not just, but a feeling or a, a sense, or I'm just trying to understand. Yeah, like feeling. a like a feeling or a sense, you could say. So we believe in the spirit of God, which is like the Holy Ghost is something that we kind of call it. It's just something that can dwell in us and everywhere at the same time. Do you think knowing something like this, like a feeling, mm-hmm. is that a reliable way? In this case, do you think to know what is true like if let's say Tony who believes in Islam Mm -hmm. and he believes it more on a feeling Mm -hmm. would you recommend that he go on believing it based on a feeling or not believe it based on a negative feeling is that do you think that's a reliable way for him to know what is true You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. We will continue our conversation with Levi, missionary from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as he discusses his belief that the Church of Jesus Christ has been restored to the earth right after 
this short break. Are you enjoying the program and wish to help? Please leave us an Apple podcast review. Thanks. Do you think knowing something like this, like a feeling, Mm -hmm. is that a reliable way? In this case, do you think to know what is true? Like if, let's say, Tony, who believes in Islam, Mm -hmm. And he believes it more on a feeling. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend that he go on believing it based on a feeling, or not believe it based on a negative feeling? Is that a, do you think that's a reliable way for him to know what is true? Hmm. Um, I I would say it is if he is feeling that it is. It is good. I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer that there is good in all things. All yeah. things that are good come from God, and I believe that good feeling can come through in all different types of sources. But the the claim that I have, which is a very bold claim, is that um, the fullness of Jesus Christ's gospel can right. be found again in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and the the Spirit will. Um, testify of good for sure but I guess it just confuses me because 
how you know what you know, mm -hmm. I could see Tony knowing what he knows same way. the very same way. Okay. And by knowing how you know things, mm -hmm. with faith and the feelings and things like that, I could see someone of a different religion, not saying just Islam, the same thing. saying the same thing to me, and actually have said the same thing to me. And I'm, and I'm trying to understand, like, what sets it where apart? do I, you know, how can I, if I just want to know what's true, Mm -hmm. And it seems like by the same method, I can get to a different, vastly different belief. By your method, I can kind of get to to your belief. But by your method, I could get to another belief. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm wondering if there's a better way, or or um, is that is that's what's probably confusing to me. I think. Yeah. You know? That that makes perfect sense. That it would be confusing because there's all these different types of religions, and they all go off that. Feeling from God, yeah, that would witness right, 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 yeah, yeah. I would, I would agree with you. So what do I do? <laughs> what I would tell you to do is I would tell you to read and pray about the Book of Mormon to know if it is true, and then go off that feeling. But it does go in a circle, and it takes you to what if, what if this is true because I feel good about this book, right. or other things like that. Um, hmm. It's a really hard question, for sure. Yeah, and I'm not trying to purposely stump you. I mean, I think I just—it's a—it's a—it's a difficult question, and I've—and other people I've landed here too with, where um, what they know, they know really strongly, mm -hmm. and they understand that how they know that thing, you could get to a different place, a different religion, mm -hmm. and yet they still know it, and they still have it at that same level. I think, as well, is the clarity that comes with some of the doctrine that we talk about. Because a lot of people interpret the Bible in different ways. Sure. And because we believe in, in prophets on the earth again today, we believe that um, there's revelation given to prophets from God that clear up a few things. Yeah. Um, and I think those, those few things, simple truths like... Um, after this life will be given um, those who had never known the name Jesus Christ or never knew had the option to learn of him and to accept him in this life will be given that chance after this life and the the truth that infants don't need to be baptized and that they are perfected in Christ because they have no way to sin or the truth that before this life we were all together and, and God knew us in a pre-mortal life yeah. Um, simple things that set us apart from, I guess, most other religions that confirm to me, just in thinking about things logically, that also adds to that. But I understand that it doesn't prove anything, and it also takes us back to the same, yeah. it could take me to someone else, somewhere else. And... Um... I, I see where you're coming from. I do. It, maybe in, you're at a seven. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is the question to ask then is, do you think seven out of seven is the appropriate place to be for a belief, any belief, not just your belief, but is seven out of seven an appropriate place to be for a belief that when you know how you know that that belief is true, you're on a circle, you know? You're mm -hmm. kind of, um, I believe it, therefore it's true, therefore I believe it. You know that kind of circle yeah, that we've been talking yeah. about? Do you think that's a good, pl appropriate place to be for a kind of a circular belief? Well, I, I would say no, if it was, if it was someone but someone else I guess that had an experience that was not like mine but I would say the experience that I had with the spirit changed my life forever and you think somebody else from a different religion could say the same thing exactly word for word I don't know but I know that my experience um, is very sacred to me yeah and, I, and I'm not discounting I, your experience I'm not I know you've had that experience mm -hmm. I don't mean to discount that experience mm -hmm. I'm just thinking that someone like Tony could have a very similar experience. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who uh, practice Islam or Judaism or you name it, mm -hmm. and I, I just can imagine 
someone having a very strong spiritual type experience that shows them that that belief is true. Mm-hmm. And since we're saying that that belief is not true, then it seems for them being at a seven is maybe not the appropriate place for them to be because we know that their belief is not true, let's say. Yeah. Since we just, let's just, for sake of argument, we know that their beliefs aren't true. And whether you're Jewish or whether you practice Islam, we know that their belief is not true. And they're saying that they're at a seven out of seven, and it would seem in their case it'd be appropriate to be less than a seven out of seven, maybe a 6.9 out of seven. Okay. And and so, I mean, do you think that that's, I mean, is that okay for them, do you think, to reduce their confidence in their belief, or they should they? Hmm. For the sake of argument, say, the one there's a one, like, what you're saying is that there's one for sure truth, if, hypothetically. Let's just assume that, you know, just for the sake of argument, we know that Judaism is wrong, and Islam is wrong, and not, you know, we're not, we're not being derogatory. We just somehow, we know. Yeah. Right. So there's two, there's two religions that are definitely wrong, and there's one that is right. And we're just for the sake of argument, we know that your belief is, is correct and true, and theirs is not, mm-hmm. and they believe their beliefs at a seven out of seven. Mm-hmm. First of all, should they be at a seven out of seven, and if they're, and should they be less than a seven out of seven? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. All I really know is that... What can we do to help them, show them that their belief should be... They should be less confident in their belief since... And I'm thinking they should be less confident in their belief because let's just... We're assuming we know it's not true. Mm-hmm. What could we do to help them, show them that their belief is not... Well, I, I'm a firm believer of that God's timing is better than our timing. And I... I've had to deal with that when I know I really want to help someone yeah. and, I, and I believe that they should do something and they don't want to do it. Right. Um, but at that point, we need to be very respectful of who they are. Right, we're not to, telling them what to do or things like that, but yeah. but let's say they they tell you, if my belief is not true, I want to know it. They tell you, uh-huh. I would like to know if my belief is not true. Uh-huh. What could we do at that point to help them? I would bring it back to the basics and just say, to try to, I would say, read the Bible, read the Book of Mormon, pray about that with a sincere heart, and have that faith-filled action yeah. um, to know if it is true for yourself. Right. Okay. Yeah, I get it. And I'm, I guess the only thing is, is that if they said that to you, then we're all kind of where we started off from. We're all believing these really we're all believing these intense beliefs, these out of seven out of seven beliefs. Mm-hmm. You're believing seven out of seven. Tony's believing his belief out of seven, seven. Someone else is believing his or her belief out of seven out of seven. We're all having these really strong beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I think you're telling me is that we're just stuck in these beliefs, that so we can't show each other that these beliefs are not true if they happen to not be true, that we're just, we're stuck in them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you can go the logical route and you can kind of like how did Joseph Smith if this was fake this book was fake how did he make it in 60 days and as an uneducated farm boy and how did he um, do all these things and we can think about how could Moses part the Red Sea logically Yeah. and I don't think that would even if it was we could stack up logical arguments I feel like there'd be logical arguments for other things and it also continue on with a circle because it go it only goes so far Hmm. Um, and i guess that's why faith is so needed Um, and especially because that circle is there and it's really hard when you're trying to help someone else know something that's true and they're trying to help you know something that's true right but it just goes in a circle i guess yeah it's really hard it is difficult Mm -hmm. and i think maybe what i would say about like I'm thinking what I could say to Tony mm-hmm. if I was talking to Tony and, and we just somehow knew his belief wasn't true. Mm-hmm. I would maybe say to him, if I have a belief, this intense belief, 
and nobody could show me that this belief was incorrect if it happened to be incorrect. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't even show myself the belief was incorrect if it was incorrect. Mm-hmm. Then how do you really know that it's true? I think it comes, I'm sorry to keep going back, but um, in my life, the, the good feeling of the spirit has been there very constantly. And then there's a few instances in my life where I can remember that feeling overwhelming me and changing, it was like a night and day difference. Um, and I know that that was true and I know that that was God. And I don't know, I don't have all the answers for sure. Neither do I. <laughs> I. I would love to answer your question eloquently and know what to say. Oh, and you did I answer my questions eloquently, very eloquently. Thank I mean, you. That was very nice. And I asked you very difficult questions. I did, and I know I did. These are questions that are very difficult to, to think sure. about and consider, and, and thank you for doing that. You did a wonderful job doing that. Um, I would just, you know, in some point I'd love to pick up the conversation where we left off I just love having conversations about this I find yeah. to me it's the most fascinating kind of conversation I can have personally yeah just talking meaningful. to people with different beliefs mm-hmm. uh, I think this is the last question or maybe okay. maybe last question we'll see what you say okay um, if you happen to have not have this belief mm-hmm. would you be a different person would you be the same person would your yes. life change? You, how so? Um, well, um, I had a lot of friends in high school that had different beliefs than I did. And they did different things and went different pathways. And I think without the belief that I have and the belief that my, because of my parents' lives and the lives that they led and the way they came to know this belief was true, I don't think they would um, have met. I don't think it's kind of like a back to the future situation. It kind of is a for you. Changes. Do you think you'd be a, like a worse person if you didn't have this hmm. faith or belief? I think I'd definitely make choices that would have been detrimental to myself. But I think I would have still strived. I would hope I would have still strived to be a good person. But I think because of my belief, I've been able to be better than I ever could have been on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Levi. That was really just such a nice talk, and uh, um, I really enjoyed this. And uh, if you have any questions for me, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions you have. Okay. uh, Yeah. No, I really, I really do. uh, I do appreciate it. How do you think this conversation went? I think I was very stumbly through my words and not very eloquent, but I think you'll find that people are very forgiving. Okay. And um, because again. These are some of the most difficult kinds of conversations we can have. For sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, and it's not, uh, the difficulty's not coming from you or your faith. I mean, any, I, I've talked to many people of many different faiths, and, and it's all, they're all, when someone really considers a question like you did, honestly, like you did, it, it's, how could you not, you know, it, how could you not stumble some? Because it's a, such a, a it's such a large issues to grasp, I think. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, especially because when I was little, I was, like, also thinking about that when I was very, very little. I remember being in Sunday school and being like, but there's all these other religions, and they're all believing that they're true. How do I know if I'm true? And I was like, ah, blew my mind. <laughs> well, I know. A lot of us are still thinking that way. Yeah. 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 From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon, and you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next time. Yes, I believe in the most high, but to me, hip-hop has always been the gospel. You see, I started studying the Book of Rhymes because to me, the MCs. It was just like apostles, because in the beginning, Nostradamus said that it was written for all us Illmatic Street disciples, so I had to get in where I fit in. See, I learned that your genius is where your genes is. See, that's Genesis. And then a prince named Rakim showed me how a king could bring his whole team in. 
just like Leviticus. Wu-Tang is forever for the children of creation. And I used to believe there's these little young MCs with a future until I had myself a revelation. I mean, wasn't it Eve who gave birth to forbidden fruit right after her rough rider bus? I understand now why Andre 3K said that 16 just ain't enough because John needed at least three 16s to explain to us how God so beloved Harlem world that he delivered mace to us from being a shiny suit bad boy. Renegotiated his contract for 50 cent like a remake covenant. <laughs> now ain't that sad boy? He must have been tired of the executive head of the trustee board dancing all up on the hymnals, diddy bopping and puffing those burning bushes. All while sending those subliminals. Take that, take that. See, when you're in showbiz, I guess that's just a small thing to a giant. So before your soul gets clapped for casting the first stone, you need to be more David than Goliath inside these stained glass graffiti-covered tabernacles, popping bottles for communion, sipping scissor with your three-six mafia hiding your right hand from what the left one is doing. And it's not personal. It's strictly business. Eric's sermon shows you who was the real hustler. Only the parish be making dollars. All the while, you are just a customer. Eating ramen soup noodles for your meal, paying tithes on the 360 deal while the deacon is still recouping, paying off his Snoop DeVille church. But the church ain't got nothing to do with the building fund because the building ain't the church. It's the funds. Church. Slum Village Donuts fundraised out of the fan base because them church fans cost funds and these church programs are promotional fires passed out to show you exactly where the party's at the church sign says all ladies are free who wear one of them big brim party hats so do the Dougie in line with your get fresh crew six minutes before the show if you is dressed as slick as Rick then Lottie Dottie the bouncer will usher you which way to go while the choir director is DJing in the section right next to where your VIP seat is now you're in whose house runs house and the reverend is running in my Adidas while Pastor Troy is preaching to the choir of bone thugs harmonizing about their Uncle Charles. And when service is over, you and your goody mob can get up, get out, and get some soul food in the freestyle fellowship hall. You better keep them on the main line like Kanye through the wire. Because before he walked with Jesus in his Yeezys, his graduation stage was a lake of fire. And it's not easy watching the throne, especially when you have a reasonable doubt. But with a Rockefeller blueprint and a dashing dame, you can always figure it out. You see, I witnessed Jehovah dodging the evils while writing songs of Solomon about the sun of the morning in the dark with a flow like Noah, big pimpin' had holes and rows of 22 twos walking all upon the ark. But See how your better half can split you in half like Moses' staff if you don't know how to play your part. Chapter 4, verse 44. Because if God don't bless it, he must damn it. While I'm two L's in too deep like Cool J's radio rocking this diggable planet. So unless you as light as a rocking paper thin, I cram to understand it. In order to slay these rocks of Gibraltar, you got to abide by the Ten Crack Commandments. You can't have life after death without being ready to die, you dig? Only the notorious are born again, so everything you do, you best do it big. Even Tupac Machiavelli theorized in seven days that he could rise like a rose out of the concrete in front of his dead mama's eyes. So the ambitions of a rider will make you wonder if heaven got a ghetto. Just be still when you talk to God like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, or better yet, DMX, cause it could be dark and hell could be hot to the next, but he is still blood of your blood, and he is still flesh of your flesh. I can see the Holy Ghost in Ghostface's face, even though his supreme clientele will meet their maker soon. So I guess everyone is going to have to take off their mask before they meet their MF doom. And don't let them take your daylight soul just to prove that you're the plug. The root of the matter is that every black thought should be on a quest for love, speaking in native tongues like a tribe called Exodus, the X-Clan with their sister soldiers, plus all of their jungle brothers, because it takes a nation of millions to hold us. While three poor righteous teachers were wise men, they followed the black star to meet their master. But I wonder if they knew that big baby Jesus would grow up one day to become a, a old dirty bastard. Because the prodigal son wasn't no shook one. He knew that jumping around that house of pain was most definitely a capital pun. Plus, the lifestyles of the poor and dangerous is something that he knew so well. It's a shame how all those lost boys in the hood keep taking such a great big L. 
You see, knowledge reigns supreme. Even gang stars become gurus. Your life ain't gotta be full of tragedy to become an intelligent hoodlum. You can have a good day like Good Friday or Ice Cube with no attitude because the covered money is the rule of evil. But even the guard MC got paid in full, Rockin'. And Killer Priest gave us basic instructions. And that's all good news, but after I get off this killer mic and finish this LP, everybody still has to run them jewels. Amen. Amen. Something is 
something's better than nothing Cause nothing is what something is to be Guess it's better than something Something's better than nothing Cause something is what something is to be Guess it's better than something Something's better than nothing Something is what something is to be Something's better.